So actually, I was wondering, you know, this is this is a place where there's space for fanfic to uh, to reforge the sword, Anguakel. No, right? Because like, I mean, it's only like 20, 30 years later that all of Bellarand falls into the sea. That's twenty to thirty. That's a good good man life age right there. So would the fanfic be that like would this be like modern day, and then you know, there's like some British person that's like in a yellow submarine and goes down and finds the shards of the sword. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm actually thinking like there's another first age story there of the sword getting reforged. Oh. Like the sword was secretly reforged and survived somehow. Mm. Okay, we never hear about it again. Fine, I get it. I, I get it. So what you're saying is... What do you mean the, you never hear about it again? It's literally the last chapter. Anyway, sorry. Oh, no, no. Well, no, you never hear about it again in Middle-earth lore. Sure. But I guess that makes it perfect for Amazon in the... You cannot use any of the um, foundational text. You got it. I see what you're saying. You got it. I mean, this there's obviously a thirst for special swords that has only been stoked by Game of Thrones. And I'm sorry to keep talk, to talk about Game of Thrones again, but like the Amazon series exists in the world, in the social world that has been Game of Thrones-ified. Yes. Yeah, it does. I'm just saying. This isn't I, even Peter Jackson's see... world. This is, this, is, this is a post-Game of Thrones epic series world that we're living in. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I, I could see I could see some stuff. I could see some stuff, honestly, from either from Children of Huron more easily than Baron and Luthien appearing in the Amazon series. Sure. Like this Children of Huron is, I would argue, a more rich text than Baron and Luthien. Like Oh, for sure. You can take so much it, from this. Exactly. There's it's so much less fleshed out. <laughs> Like it's there really are so many blink and you'll miss them scenes that happen in this. That yeah, every one of those could be a book. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there are there are two epic battles that are yada yada. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That involve exactly an army or multiple armies of elves against creatures that are not orcs, not only orc. Yeah, exactly. There's, I mean, there's yeah. So I, I guess. We, we talked about that we would compare these two books. And I I don't want to be reductive and say which one I liked better. Because I, I, I like them both a lot for completely different reasons. But I think the biggest difference for me is that in the ways that Children of Huron um, sketch out the story. And let you kind of read mm-hmm. between the lines. Where Baron and Luthien do, does it it annoys me and where children of Huron does it, it excites me mm-hmm. because where Baron Bar- Luthien does it, as you said, it's a very close, it's a romance. It is, it is two beings in this world who you're, um, you see the love story of, and you can always, you always see that it gets like 70% of the way to what you want it to be. I can see like, you start to be like, okay, I see why. And then it doesn't really, it kind of falls flat. In a, in a, in the patriarch, patriarch, I'm, I'm going to, I can't even say the word, um, patriarchal sense of like a man wooing a woman, in this case, a being of higher order than himself. There have been thousands of years of these stories written. There's never really the click I see where she falls in love with him 
in the same way that he has fallen in love with her. And that's why Baron and Luthien, I feel like, always kind of falls flat. He is, this is just, this. it's clearly the Florence Nightingale effect for her of like, this is a sad sack human being and can barely even wash itself. And I love it because it is so that, sorry. Man, that's an interesting take. That that's that I that's not my take <laughs> of that book. That is I, that is my oh, take Luthien. in the ultimate like she what like what is she, what does she love about him? He's like pathetic human being. That's all I see is this like he's a smelly, stinky human who's who's like obsessed with her and she's like, Oh, that's kinda cute. What what do you <laughs> is this is this when you read about <laughs> I don't even, is this is this what you feel about Aragorn and Arwen? <laughs> no, no, that's that's my point. Is like, but you you don't. It's not the story. That's not the story with the the two of them. It's never the story. It's never the full story. Like you get this kind of sense of like they fell in love because they were hanging out in the same in the same place for a while. I don't. You don't even know what the story is that actually made. But each time that Tolkien is like really into writing this story. I never get it for her. I don't know. I guess you're just so enriched in the patriarch that you wouldn't care about her feelings and why she would be interested in him. You'd just care about him. <laughs> um, that's an interesting take. Okay. Uh, I mean, Baron does come from like the most important line of men. <laughs> because he is part of that importance so <laughs> the buzz, it's a positive feedback loop no I, um, I, I i'm not even saying i'm not even saying that like maybe he's majestic but he's still human he's not an elf so if you're if you're on that line of thinking he's still i mean the elves are still superior i'm i'm really struggling to see to diff, see how you can possibly support aragorn in, in any of this now <laughs> oh wait but I, that's that's not the that's not the sole part of the story of that you're reading when you're reading. Well, I think that may, that may be the fault of how this, how the Baron and Luthien book is constructed because it, uh, you're, I, I did feel this actually when you're reading the book, like you're kind of dropped in at a weird time. I think, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just, maybe it's also just not fleshed out well enough. I mean, getting the Simmerals like, a pretty big freaking deal. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a pretty it's a huge deal. If you but that's what I'm saying is if you want the story is a story that you're reading is the A story them getting the Silmaril or is the A story the love story between the two of them? Well, the A story should be the Silmaril, but it's written like the A story is the love story. Okay. That's an interesting piece because I read it as like this is supposed to be and Tolkien wanted this to be the greatest love story that you will ever read. No, no, no. He wrote it. I, I mean, maybe and he that the B that story be, is getting the Silmaril. He wrote it for himself. That's the thing, right? I mean, this is like, would this ever have actually been published as such? Like, it it wasn't, right? I mean, we see we see like what he wrote for himself on some level, not what he wrote to be the the epic in you know the 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 epic that's actually released to the masses you know i i always felt that actually about the the simmeral stealing it's like well this is the thing we should be reading but <laughs> like all right like, hook well, me up with hook me up with the story here like 
Okay. I get it. I get it now. You're you were looking at it as like this is a story about getting the Silmaril and this love story kind of feeds into it. And I'm reading it as this is a love story that is so epic that a man thought that he could go to the devil himself and steal a Silmaril from him. Yeah, but I Yeah, I think I think I do re- read the inversion like what was like what's the backstory motivation for why is he going to steal a Simeril, which is a necessary thing that happens to move the rest of the entire world yes. storyline forward. To move it forward. Because <laughs> right. otherwise it would have just been sitting there. Everybody would have just been sitting there. But even though it brought the destruction of Bellarand, it was the pivotal point because it made Morgoth upset enough to probably to try to erase the elves from from the shores. Yep, exactly. So it, it had it had to happen. So I mean, so I guess you you're starting at an even earlier point. You're saying no love story, no Simmeral stealing, no Morgoth destruction. <laughs> and I'm I'm jumping in at the like, whoa, Simmeral stealing. This could only happen, you know, something something happened before. I would yada yada that part a little bit more, you know, whatevs. Well, in that way, okay, so in, in that way, I've, I mean, if it's like the love story is who we're yada yada the love story just to get, get into um, into the Silmaril story, I get it. It is very focused. That that story is very focused, though, right? We have we have a love oh, story yeah. that's, that's part A. This is more of a play, right? You have, yes. Yeah, you yeah. have love story, part A, part B is sealing the Silmaril, and then the conclusion is the, I guess, the denouement to him losing his hand up to him, them dying and coming back and being given this place on the face of <laughs> them having, Thingle having a Silmaril, the two of them having each other and having a child, and um, Morgoth being upset and enraged and a cliffhanger for a second play that would be this story i'm not even sure that you need i mean i i actually view these completely distinct like frankly they could they could almost be happening in different worlds well i they and they basically feel like they are no i was just saying i was adding children of Huron as the end of this story it's actually probably the um fall of gondolin which is more yeah. the which would be yeah. the uh um part two I to that story i think fall of gondolin is going to be is going to be the connective tissue between these two books that we're missing right now on some level. Yeah, I think, well, okay, so you're coming out, you're Children of Huron, like clear one, Baron and Luthien, lower down. Yeah, but I think I think you're right. I think that someone, if you're talking about making this into, if you're thinking about the story itself in a very reductive sense, I do like Baron and Luthien. It's so much more compact and it's easy to follow, and it is like a play where I could, I, I feel like I, you can live in that environment for two and a half hours and really enjoy all the little pieces of it. And then the Children of Huron is the one that I like for the you're out on a run and you're thinking about wow, that guy took that, you know, had the that human being killed a dragon, and you're just thinking about that in your head. You're like scenarioized. Is he the? Is he? the most impressive human that ever existed in middle earth. And then you make the argument, you're like, yes, yes, Turin is, even though he was a bit of a 
bit of a dick and also almost had a child with his sister. I mean, outside of that. Outside of that, lots to like. Lots to like, yeah. <laughs> no, I I agree. I agree with that. Turin is like an extremely interesting character. I just think that you could like that you could have done the exact same thing for Baron. Right? Like Baron has so many elements of his story that are yada yada to focus on the love story part. I mean, like in the story, he loses his hand, such which is so important that people refer to him as one-handed forever, but it's like a page of the book. I know, but all of it, like if you summarize it, it's really he is so pathetic. He's so pathetic. It is Luthien that is, and I mean, in a kind of, in this post-patriarchal world, she is the hero. That's great. Make her the hero. And he is pretty pathetic. He tries to punch a wolf in the face, and then it's like, and the wolf eats his hand, including the thing that he went to get. Yeah, but that's a cool part, right? Like his... His hand gets bit off, but he's clutching it so tight that it's still in his hand. That's a great scene. <laughs> not saying it's not a great scene. I'm saying that he he doesn't do other than be able to get this half elf, half you know angel to you know steal the Silmarils really basically for herself. <laughs> I just I'm not impressed with Baron. I'm other than him, he's clearly a ladies' man. Okay, great. <laughs> I mean, I I think I think I also think that Turin makes so many mistakes that I have a hard time with this dude. I I know that's you have a hard time because, but you have to be able to be the kind of person that reads a tragedy and always like sees those moments and are like you think that the person could have just made the other decision. You're a Twins fan. You have to be able to like. <laughs> see the decisions be like no if we just made that adjustment or timberwolves fan i guess more is more apt yeah that's more apt that's <laughs> yeah timberwolves is way way more apt comparison if yeah, you're at the you end know, of a timberwolves season and you're like well if we just made these few tweaks we should roll it all back then you should you should probably read children of turin because i've got a guy for you <laughs> yeah i um look i really i really like this book um i would have I I would like to have read it as a a three book Lord of the Rings length epic, not a like here's a bunch of notes <laughs> that we stuffed together. <laughs> yeah, or a, a or a four season epic TV show. I mean, absolutely. I also think that you could probably like a good editor would show up and and trim down just how many things Turin did. Like we could we could cut one of his different trips we could cut one of the names <laughs> like he can only be known by two names instead of four <laughs> like. yeah yeah i know that i i would say that we'd probably in the way that they yada yada the two like most epic battles I'd probably yada yada that bandit stage <laughs> exactly that's that's ex- i mean it pains me to say because mim the dwarf is one of my favorite characters but i like but i i think i think you get rid of that part I think you straight up cut the bandit stage. Yeah. But you have to. I think the reason why you don't is because that was. He's so proud that that stage is what got um, Morwen and Ainur to Menegroth. 
Yes, but you could have done that, you, the author, could have done that approximately one million other ways. You could have yada yada that bit. Yeah, exactly. That could have been exactly. That could have been half a chapter. No. I'm just I'm just saying this book this book is really good. Love all of the things in it. It's the wrong format. You could have done like this needed needed to be way bigger. <sighs> let's uh let's come on, let's write the script. Way bigger or way smaller. And as you know, I think that the map Always bigger. is really annoying in this. <laughs> let's just end on end on that note. I hope that this map makes more sense for Gondolin, but I assume that in the fall of Gondolin, we just literally never leave the encircling mountains. No, because I think it's the story of Tour. Oh, his Tour line. is the main character? I think so. Boy. Really? Okay. How he how he gets with, uh, you know, another another uh, elf man crossing? Yeah. But, it, I mean, that's part What's of the... What's up with these men? That's part of the thing of, of Tour, and he's, like, so... He's so charming that he woos an elf babe and says, no, I'm good. I'm going to find my sister later. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was, I'm I saving myself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That Isn't was... that what he basically says to Gwyndor? I mean, like, I could see that yes. scene in the movie just like, or the, the show, you know, just being like, Gwyndor, don't worry about it. I'm not interested in your beloved. I'm saving myself. 